there's so much that goes into opening a studio and doing it solo and randomly is great, but it's also very challenging and your chances of success are not nearly as high as when you do it and partner with someone who really knows what they're doing. I mean, there's so many aspects to it from being the franchisor. I mean, starting out, finding capital, structuring your organization, whether you're going to be an LLC or an S-Corp, finding insurance. There's all the vendor relationships, bike manufacturers, architects, your technology provider, your signage, your graphics, your AV equipment, your fixtures, your furnishings, an instructor training manual that we have designated. There's, you know, kind of every single thing you need to buy, whether it's trash cans or shoe bins or shoe sprays or printers or benches or front desk computers or, you know, what microphones, what transmitters to use, what wall decals to use, what towels you're going to buy, how you're going to open your studio, how you're going to market it, how to do a Facebook ad, how to do AdWords, you know, whether you're going to advertise on Yelp, what SEO, search engine optimization is all about, getting on Yahoo, getting on Bing, getting on Google, developing relationships with local businesses or local organizations. How do you get you know, a cycling team in? How do you get a business to all come in? All these things that go into opening a studio that we have really dialed in and we really have in a box that we can hand and say, here, this is exactly what you're going to do. We're going to help you do it and we're going to help you be as successful as you possibly can. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. John McGowan. Um, You can reach me, John, at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. And I love hearing from listeners with topic ideas. You know, we've done 300 and, I don't know, 60 of these podcasts at some point. I uh, always thought I was going to run out of things to talk about, never have. And yet I am interested in what you would be interested in hearing about. I have been just completely fascinated and really awestruck in the growth of small boutique and recycling studios. There have been a lot of successful studios some that are just bumping along, and unfortunately there are a few out there that didn't make it. You know, there are a lot of elements to a profitable, and I I put exclamation points on either side of that, profitable indoor cycling studio. And part of it is just having a clear understanding of how to actually operate the business, which I, I have sensed is something that's really holding back studios Starting from scratch, trying to put together something based on your passion isn't always uh, something that you may have the specific skill sets to do it. You're an instructor. You fill the class. You're not an MBA. There may be an opportunity for you that are looking to start a studio to partner with an organization through a franchise. Just like starting a restaurant is difficult, but starting a Subway franchise is not. I'm going to talk today with Paul Harmeling from Full Cycle, and we're going to talk about their new studio franchise option. So welcome, Paul. John, good to talk to you again. Thanks. How are things in sunny California? California is kind of crazy right now. We're, uh, well, the weather is fantastic, first of all, so let's start there. There's, there's no complaints about that. 
there's no complaints about anything. Everything's actually going great. Uh, as you know, on this call, we're going to talk a little bit about our new franchise offering. But in the process of trying to get our, our franchise offering off the ground, we're actually starting our opening this Saturday, our third studio here in Orange County as well. So life's a little, uh, life's a little crazy right now. I have kind of watched you since the very beginning. I, I was at your studio years ago, and I uh, was impressed by a number of things. First of all, the, the fact that it was, I think it was like a 7 o'clock at night class, and it was packed. Uh, but more importantly, it was packed with energetic young people uh, and just a few dedicated outdoor cyclists. And so watching you progress through this and then duplicating what you're doing in Huntington Beach, that's the second one, right? Correct. And then again in Chicago, uh, where we were out here a year ago. That's right. And um, I've been waiting for the day when you say, you know what, John, I got this dialed in and we are ready to offer this to prospective studio owners to uh, replicate in their city. So kind of talk me through the process. How, uh, I mean, I know it's the dream of everybody to start multiple studios, where did the impetus come from to really say, okay, I'm going to go through all the work it takes to create a franchise? I mean, it comes from the fact when you, when you start one studio and we had relatively quick success, maybe we can duplicate this. So we started a second studio. We had relatively good success. The first two were relatively close to each other. Then we had a Chicago opportunity come about and we put one in Chicago and Chicago is really successful so at that point, you have multiple successful studios. You've kind of proven your concept in two different you know, markets in the country. How do you grow? Like, well, where do you go from there? Do you continue to kind of go slow and you know, start one here, start one there, take an investor interest, look at you know, maybe partnering up with a private equity shop, some individual investors? It's kind of like a how do you grow question. We, we've got a concept that we think really works people really like it. You know, we have been successful and it's kind of a question on how do we grow? And it's kind of funny you asked that question first. They actually just USC's Marshall School of Business just did a case study on entrepreneurship in full cycle. And basically our question of how we are going to grow, we've got this great little concept, but how are we going to take it and how are we going to grow the business and how are we going to help more people and change more lives? And, and that's kind of, that's kind of where it came from. And I think franchising there's a just a great opportunity out there for people that are interested in starting studios but don't know how to do it, right? Don't aren't necessarily spin people, but they are business people or they are instructors on one hand that don't know the business side. So we've taken every side of the business, every single thing about starting a, an indoor cycling studio and we can just transfer this knowledge and take it basically in a box and hand to someone the knowledge that we've had now through opening three and soon to be four and five studios. Define success or successful as in we have a successful studio. How do you define that? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you never really know with these other studios. Like you can look at your competitors, right, and see you can you can create accounts on their site and see if there's actually people going to the classes. But you never know, right? That could be totally fake. They could be faking it or, you know, they could be giving away their classes or everybody could be going free. But to me, success is about truly making a living in loving what you're doing. And I and my partner, Shelly and Chris, we love starting and opening and running studios. And that's that's what we do. And success to us is actually 
being able to earn a living and to be happy doing what you're doing every day. So the short answer to that is that it's profitable. Absolutely. Profitability is important. Everyone can say, hey, we want to change the world. We want to do this. We want to do that. You can't do any of that stuff unless you can actually run a profitable business. Okay. Because I am aware of you know, a lot of people that are running studios, but th- that aren't paying themselves. That to me, even if they're having a good time doing it, is not a definition of success. I agree. I mean, that is, you know, that at the end of the day, that's, that's stressful. That's tough. That's, you know, any, any person that has a job anywhere in America, or, you know, even if it just, you know, whether it's your own company or not, man, that is, that is as stressful as it gets. And yeah, to be profitable and doing what you love, I think is, is what success is truly about. Let's go through some of the legal issues first. There is a certain number of places that you are currently not eligible to offer your franchise. So why don't you explain where those are? Franchising is extremely regulated industry. And, and I think that's because many years ago, I think it was unregulated. And there were people that would say, okay, give me your $100,000 franchise fee and then have a nice day, right? And they would just disappear. So now it's extremely regulated there are 13 quote unquote registration states. So there's California, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, North Dakota, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. So if you're in one of those states, we cannot sell you a franchise yet, but there are five of those states in which we've applied for registration. So within the next six weeks or so, we should be able to sell in California, Illinois, Maryland, New York, and Virginia. So all the other states were good, and those five will be good in about six weeks or so. You didn't just dream this up and wrote up a few documents. No, it's a tough process. We actually started, I was just looking at the calendar. We actually started this a year ago. Uh, we were approached by two gentlemen who are very, very, very experienced in the franchise industry. And that's, I think why our franchise is ultimately going to be extremely successful for all of our franchisees. Uh, my partners, Pierre McElhaney and Judd Miller, they have been in franchising for, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. And they are both kind of early entrants and regional developers at Massage Envy and European Wax Center, which, you know, as everyone knows, are two of the biggest health, you know, I, I want to say health and fitness, but they're health franchises in the world. I mean, there's, you know, 500 plus massage enemies, 500 plus European wax centers. So Judd and Pierre have extensive experience in franchising. So the idea was that Judd and Pierre were kind of looking around for an indoor cycling concept that, that would kind of match one, you know, a start of a massage envy or European wax center. So they looked at, you know, they looked at probably 20 or 25 different indoor cycling concepts across the country. Uh, Eventually they came across us, they know we've done, you know, a lot of training. I think it always goes back to your instructors and they know we've done a lot of training all over the world, you know, Kenya, the Philippines, Singapore, Alaska, Houston, Philly. We've trained instructors at all these independent studios. So they know that's what we're really good at and, you know, show them our financials and they go, okay, you guys are making a lot of money and you're very successful trainers. This seems like a concept that is ripe for success. And they approached us. We had a good meeting. They came out to Southern California uh, Shelly and I met with Judd and Pierre, and we got along great from the beginning. We had a nice couple of days out here. They're very ethical, very moral, you know, very smart guys. And I, I mean, I honestly couldn't be happier to be joining with two, you know, more prepared, more seasoned 
just really good, truly good people than Judd and Pierre. So that's kind of how that's kind of how it started. They approached us and they said, "Hey, let's talk about franchising." But that was honestly that was a year ago, and now a year later, you know, after signing our partnership agreement with Judd and Pierre, you know, getting all that stuff out of the way, getting the LLC full cycle franchising LLC done. And then getting the docs done and getting the operations manual done, that is a long, long, long process. But it all makes it worthwhile because at the end of the day, you can take it, here's a business in a box and hand it to someone who you know, wants to open an indoor cycling studio. Got it. Okay, so it's a turnkey project. John, you're, you're used to the English language is much better than mine, but turnkey is absolutely correct. That, that's <laughs> <laughs> that. It's a it's a turnkey solution. I'm a left brain guy, man. I'm a math guy. You're you're the English guy. Good work. Oh, I wish I was. Yeah. But anyways, I appreciate the compliment. Thank <laughs> you. The uh, but yeah, but the idea is that it is it's it. Well, you use the term. It's a studio in a box, right? And you open up the box and implement what you have in there, and you have the beginning of a profitable, yeah, I mean, I, successful studio. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason people, there's a reason franchises have a much better success rate than just random one-off businesses. I mean, it's because it's a proven concept and there's a, you know, step by step by step by step process that is defined that you don't find when you're just starting, you know, one-off businesses. And it's truly a better chance for success than just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip and doing it on your own, which is fun. But again, as you said, success is defined by profitability as well. So, you know, I think I think something like a franchise, whether it's fast food or whether it's, you know, yoga or whether it's indoor cycling or what, you know, whatever it is, whether it's massage, anything like that. I think you have a much better chance of success if you partner with people who truly know what they're doing. Correct. And replicate the, the, the steps and processes that have led to other successful studio exactly or business exactly correct. correct so what you're trying to do is at least my perception is that you're trying to eliminate the variables where you could make an uninformed decision that could cause you issues in the future it's right? it's so true it's so true even you know legal operational whatever those aspects are all of them right yeah i mean i've i've, I've enjoyed on facebook uh, the studio owners group the conversations of do i you know, pay my BMI license fees. Uh, can I send a? Sh- I want to send a shout out to my friend Hamish from CSAC, who was in my studio yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Hamish was there. We we signed our agreement for the new studio. So yes, all you cycling studio out there, owners out there, pay BMI, pay CSAC, pay all those guys. You run your business based off of their music. Pay them. The artists get paid. It's it's really the right thing to do. Right. And it's not that expensive either. No, it's really not. I mean, it's for, for the service they provide and it, it's, it's truly amazing. And, you know, as studio owners, we get pissed. I think if people, you know, take advantage of our first class free twice or something. Right. And as studio owners, we should do the same thing. We should pay the people that we, we play their music. We should pay them. Exactly. And then everybody's happy. There is, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that are built or operate, around music, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think there was a conversation that somehow, uh, the popularity of indoor cycling is going to drive up the price of indoor cycling studio, um, uh, licensing. License yeah. Right. right. And yet if you, if you go to any of these websites, they don't even have a specific license for f- 
indoor cycling. Right. It's it's generally they just have a dance, general mechanic yeah, license. Dance studios, or <laughs> right. you know, it's it, it's kind of funky. But yeah, you just call them up and call them up and pay them. Because I know a lot of people are sitting here with bated breath, wondering, okay, so what does this cost, and what exactly am I getting? So let's start with the cost side of it for a single studio. What does that cost? So the cost of a single studio is $45,000, and that is the franchise fee. The total investment necessary to open a full cycle ranges from about $260,000 to $465,000, which includes $45,000 franchise fee uh, in it. Okay. But that's also the cost of your indoor cycles. Uh, you guys are, are uh, kind of a hybrid of unconventional indoor cycling with performance metrics, which I find incredibly appealing. Actually. Right. It includes all, it includes all that, right? It's the technology provider who provides the back end of the website. It's the technology actually in the studio. There is, yeah, there, there's all that stuff that goes into it. There's the cycles, there's, you know, the AV equipment, there's, I mean, every, it's, it's all inclusive 260 to 465 K. And that's your that's your startup, which includes some you know operational expenses to get you through your first couple months as well. It's not uncommon for franchises to give a amount of available capital you have or investable capital you have. In our case, there's no specific requirement. We we would like to talk to people, and you know we're gonna just like any bank or anything, we're gonna ask for a personal financial statement, that sort of stuff. So you do have to have some capital. But one of the best things about franchising is that we have partnerships with SBA lenders so we can help people find capital. Whereas if you're just a random person off the street trying to go get an SBA loan and you don't have you know a name like a full cycle behind you, as a lot of people listening will know, it's really, really, really cumbersome and hard and frustrating and tough to go raise money. So that's one of the best things about partnering with someone like us is that we have relationships with SBA lenders and they know that, okay, if, if we're bringing them the deal, it's going to be solid. You know, I had never considered that, but that makes total sense. So you're an indoor cycling instructor, you know, you have a dream and you go to the bank and they say, do you have any business experience? And they say, no, let me see your business plan. And it's something that they, you know, got off the internet and that, you know, the banker politely sends them out the door with nothing. But in your case, you have a proven plan. Yeah, you have a proven model, you have a proven plan, you have a you know, what you're going to pay your instructors, you have what your startup costs are going to be. You, I mean, you have every single thing that goes into your financials, which are totally legitimate. Whereas if you were just starting one randomly, you really wouldn't know what you could kind of assume what they're going to be, but they, they want to see. Oh, it's all, it's all. Beat. It really is. It's at the end of the day, you want a really legit business plan that shows actual financials, true numbers. And that's what we have, right? We've done it four times now. So. Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. And then we can get into, there's other, there are other costs involved but, yeah. uh, in the franchise. But, you know, as part of this package, you're providing them with financial projections. Right. Okay. How did you come up with those? Well, it's not necessarily, sorry, we don't provide them with financial projections. We tell them, we, in our, in our disclosure docs, we disclose what our revenues are at our current full cycles and then we go from there. We're not legally able to talk about anything but what we put in our disclosure documents, which are what our revenues have been at our three operating studios that we're operating through 2015. So how does a, a studio owner in a different location, how are they going to approximate 
their monthly cash flow, for example. So, right. So what, what happens is we get with them, we look at the market, we look at the demographics, we look at other businesses in the area. You know, you basically get to a, you get to a projection of revenue and then we have a pretty good idea what expenses are going to be. Revenue is obviously the variable, but your expenses for the most part in indoor cycling studio are going to be pretty consistent. You got to pay employees, you got to pay your instructors, you got to keep the lights on. You know, you got to pay your technology fee to your backend providers. You got to pay your website, you know, manager, that sort of thing. So we have a pretty consistent idea of what expenses are going to be. And we can throw a pretty good projection out there for what revenue is going to be as well. So which that kind of brings me to an interesting uh, question, which would be a point of comparison. You're listening to this and you maybe have an existing studio just to you're just kind of checking out, see what the competition is up to. It may be a useful exercise for you to look at what Full Cycle is doing and compare it to your own financials. And then there, it might be that you would consider rebranding. I mean, that's an option, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense if you have, at least from our perspective, if there's you know studio owners out there that are you know, working their ass off, but it just something just doesn't seem to be working, whatever it is. I think we have a pretty good solution for that. You know, we we will definitely talk to people that are interested in converting to full cycles, whether they pay the full franchise fee up front. Who knows? We can get into discussions with that. But there's a good opportunity out there because we do have, at least from my perspective, we have proven operations and a proven workout. I think a lot of people and it's I don't want to demean anyone, but I, I feel like there's a lot of people that start studios that kind of feel like okay, we're going to build this gorgeous studio. It's going to be spectacular. And then the workout portion of it and the operations portion of it are kind of a side thought, right? It's not something where you go into it saying, okay, this is going to be our workout. This is how we're going to train it. This is how we're going to run our classes. We're going to do this exercise. Then we're going to do that. Our instructors are going to behave like X, Y, and Z. I think it's a lot of people get caught up in how aesthetics, right? How studios look. And if, okay, Soul Cycle's gorgeous. So we'll build this gorgeous studio and people will just flock to it. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. I mean, you really have to have, you're a workout studio and you really have to have an amazing workout if you want people to keep coming back. So in terms of people possibly converting to Full Cycles, if people have a great space in a great market. And for some reason it's not working. It definitely at least warrants a conversation with us to say, Hey, would it make more sense to become a full cycle? We'll run your operations. We'll show you how to operate. We'll show you how to find instructors. We'll show you how to train instructors. We'll show you how to become profitable. (laughs) That's the key. I think if if you're hearing this as a studio owner and that just got you excited, we're going to show you how to be profitable. If you go to indoorcycleinstructor.com forward slash franchise, that will take you to the post of this podcast and all of the contact information that you're going to need is going to be right there. So you don't have to write this down while you're driving in your car. So yeah, definitely, you know, would be interested in talking to people about conversions. You know, that's what we want to do. We want to grow our business and we want to make people that we work with profitable. That That's the goal. Uh, let's get back to the money side of it. Uh, 45K franchise fee. Correct. And then there is a percentage of profits that every franchise includes. How, how, what's, how's that structured? That's correct. So the, there's a royalty. You pay 6% of your 
weekly gross revenue. So you pay 45 up front, and then you pay 6% of your weekly gross revenue. And then there's also a marketing fund as well, which you, you put into, which is 2% of gross revenue per month, but that's for local marketing and advertising, so that's your market. And there's also a 1% brand fund, which is more for regional advertising and that sort of stuff. So there's 6% royalties of gross revenue, and then there's also a 3% marketing expenditure, but two of that marketing all the marketing benefits you, two of it's very local, and one is regional. Paul, you, you mentioned technology in the studio. What are you using? We do use Performance IQ, uh, and we have our own, you know, specifically proprietary branded version of Performance IQ. We work very closely with those guys. We know them very well. They're very good friends of ours. And we are using a specific version of it, which includes some elements of performance IQ that are not available anywhere else. They're just for us that we think are very, very cool and very special elements of performance IQ. And having taken a bunch of classes from you and from Shelly and forgotten your other instructor. Chris. Chris, you guys nail the whole integration between the class format and display training system performance IQ better than anybody I've ever experienced. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of pride ourselves on that, right? That's our thing. Our thing is, is performance and metrics and improvement. And, you know, along with that though, our workout, as you said, it's all encompassing. It's not just performance, right? There's two other components. There's a choreography component. We do a lot of movement on the bike, you know, back, forth, pushups, up, down, V ups, low fives, all, I mean, all that stuff on the bike, as well as we you know, we also do weights on the bike as well. So you're going to walk out a full cycle. You're going to know what your performance was. You're going to have a, a really good time and your upper body is going to be hurting as well. And I think we take all those three components of our workout. And I think that's what makes it proprietary soul cycle. You dance around on the bike, you do the choreography flywheel, you know, you do the performance metrics. We take the weights, the performance metrics and the choreography and throw it into one all encompassing, really fun, really challenging workout. And all the other cool technology points are there as far as bike reservation and customer stats are sent to them. Absolutely. Emails after class, checking your stats online, seeing your charts. You know, if you want to compare yourself to other people, that's great. You can do that too. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. But yeah. The hardest part of starting a studio is finding a location. You know, how do you address that for potential franchisees? It really is. So we have relationships with brokers, you know, a national brokerage firm that is going to help franchisees find space. And as you said, that is, I mean, that's really the bottleneck for a lot of people in terms of starting a studio is actually getting that proper space. Unlike your generic retail space, which is a big rectangle, a lot of that often won't work for a cycling studio. Studios have to be a little bit more square in general, you know, unless you're going to have a studio with two rows of 25 bikes, which is a little awkward. I mean, it could work, but I think real estate is, as you said, that's, that's generally the bottleneck. And that's why we partnered with the national brokerage firm to help all our potential franchisees find real estate, which is, I've told, I've said this a million times to people, but it is the hardest part of opening a studio is actually finding that space. Is this brokerage firm, are they going to help this prospective studio owner understand the demographics of the area? Absolutely. Demographics, where to line up, where the best place is. You know, traffic patterns, you know, cars per day going by. Absolutely. All the stuff that's that's in large part really 
like they say, location, location, location. It really is. And that's another thing where you mentioned before about, about potential conversions. We would love to talk to people about converting. If you have a great location and for some reason it just doesn't seem to be working, that is, that's kind of the hard thing to find. And, and I think we can help with the operations, you know, we can help with the workout, we can help make you profitable, but sometimes the location's the, the hardest thing to find. As part of the franchise, I'm presuming, we haven't chatted about this, but, but you're actually out there training on-site your owner and their instructors. Yeah, as part of that initial franchise fee, we actually train, come and train the instructors and train on you know the front desk staff and the management on the operations as well, which I think is absolutely vital to what we're doing. You're going to have either myself or my partner, Shelly, or you know our other partner, Chris, or one of our master full cycle trainers come out there and actually train your instructors on the full cycle method, which is included. And again, I can't stress this enough. This is something that we've done at some of the most successful studios in the world now, independent studios. We've done it at our own. We've done it in Singapore. We've done it in the Philippines. We're doing it right now in Kenya. We've done it in Alaska at Anchorage. We've done it in Philly at Rev. We've done it in Houston at Ride. We've done it at all these independent studios, and we've taken all this knowledge, and we have such a great knowledge base of what makes a great instructor, where to find great instructors, how to train them, the best workout methods to use during class, the best way to use performance IQ, when to incorporate choreography, that this is what we're going to train all of your instructors on. To go back to what you comment about the building the beautiful studio, um, you know, at the end of the day, great restaurants have great food. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. The deliverable it's, is memorable. It really, it really is. And it's, I think that just gets caught. I think that gets lost a lot of times when you're opening a studio, like, now I feel like even with, with this third one we're opening in Southern California right now, I am seeing myself even having a tendency to get caught up in what hair ties we're getting for the front desk or what we're going to use in the shower for, you know, to hold the towels in the shower. And there's, there's all these little things you can get caught up in. And that's good, right? Because we need it for the franchise company. We, there's, just, there's still a few little loose ends we don't have tied up. But at the end of the day, about the studio and fortunately all the bikes are dialed in the lighting's dialed in the sounds dialed in our instructors are all trained up which is truly the most important thing right these other things on the side the hair ties or the towels or that you know that stuff's fine and good but at the end of the day what's going to keep people coming back to our studio is the workout and that is something that we have completely 100% dialed in and I can attest to that again having been to multiple of your studios and and enjoying it I guess I'm hoping that you would come here to Tampa yeah, if you're hearing this and you're in the Tampa area, especially in the north of uh, St. Pete, call me, please. 612-868-0064. Let's, let's build a studio up here because there's nothing. Sorry, that was a personal plug. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and there was, I, I posted on in the studio owners group and I've got a couple of questions here. Alex asked the question, says, how will you maintain the value and class qual- quality through each new franchise? That's a great question. I think we've proven it, right? I think we, we've proven it in Chicago where, you know, we live in Southern California and the workout in Chicago, as anyone in Chicago can attest to, that studio, Full Cycle Chicago, is absolutely crushing it. And there is ongoing training every three months that we do with the instructors at Full Cycle Chicago that keep them up to date on the latest way we're using performance IQ, the latest way we are modifying our classes, the latest music we'd encourage people to use. 
I, I think that's a that's a great question, and that is there's a process of ongoing instructor training, whether that's video training and or on-site training, that's going to happen with a franchise company that will make sure everyone's instructors 100% of the time are always dialed in. How are you vetting potential franchisees? There's going to be an initial, uh, an initial form that potential franchisees fill out. Uh, they contact us. My partner, Judd Miller, is in charge of our franchise sales. So, Judd, we'll get back to you. Uh, there's going to be an initial form with just expressing your interest, your business experience, your financial capabilities, you know, what you have in the bank, you know, what you have to spend, what you have liquid, that sort of thing. Um, so we'll have an initial discussion. You'll fill out a form and then, you know, it, the process just kind of goes from there. If, it, if it's a fit for both sides, we will move on to the next step in the process. We are actually, this is a, probably a good time to plug that. We're having our first discovery day on Southern California on March 23rd and 24th. So I believe that is a, what is it? A Wednesday and Thursday. So first full cycle discovery day. So what discovery day is, is you, you know, people are going to fly in from across the country. Uh, we're going to take them through a presentation on our business, on our backgrounds, uh, on our history, on our future. We're going to show them our local three studios here, kind of from where we started, Costa Mesa, the 1,000 square foot, tiny little studio to, you know, now that the newest one, Full Cycle South County, which is a couple thousand square feet. Uh, and we're going to go through the Full Cycle workout. They're going to take a class and we're going to talk all about Full Cycle. And that is what uh, our first discovery day. So if there is interest in Full Cycle, this is probably a good time to discuss it and to contact us and with that first discovery day coming up in about a month. And again, there'll be registration information at IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash franchise. What's going to be the profile of a uh, successful Full Cycle franchise owner? I think someone that is really going to be dedicated to the brand and to their business and to their clients. I think the, the thing above all that is the most important thing that we all realize is that it, it is the clients that matter and someone that's really going to put their heart and soul into it, uh, understand the business and kind of be a team player as well. This is how the instructor should be trained. This is how the operations should work. Someone that really understands that, that we have done our homework and that we, we do know what we're doing. Someone that is going to be dedicated to the business, dedicated to their clients, and you know, dedicated to to the brand as well. Do they have a particular education or skill set or experience level? I don't think so. I think everyone. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything. I mean, I'm a you know, I have a, a boatload of education, and whether a lot of it's transferred to owning indoor cycling studios or not. You know, who knows? But I, I think a lot of other people, like my partner, Chris, Chris isn't a hugely educated guy. He's one of the smartest people that I know. He's great at running cycling studios as well. So, you know, I'm an MIT guy. Chris isn't at the same time. But I think we're both, you know, very intelligent and can run cycling studios if it's run based on the way that we think are the best, quote unquote, best procedures. And is there anything else you'd like to add, Paul? There's so much that goes into opening a studio and doing it, you know, doing it solo and randomly and, and is great, but it's also very challenging and your chances of success are not nearly as high as when you do it and partner with someone who really knows what they're doing. I mean, there's so many aspects to it that you can bring from a, from our perspective, from being the franchisor. I mean, even something starting out, finding capital, 
structuring your organization, whether you're going to be an LLC or an S-Corp, finding insurance. There's all the vendor relationships, bike manufacturers, architects, your technology provider, your signage, your graphics, your AV equipment, your fixtures, your furnishings. I mean, there's a training, an instructor training manual that we have designated. There's, you know, kind of every single thing you need to buy, whether it's trash cans or shoe bins or shoe sprays or printers or benches or front desk computers or, you know, what microphones, what transmitters to use, what wall decals to use, what towels you're going to buy, you know, how you're going to open your studio, how you're going to market it. Are you going to do how to do a Facebook ad, how to do AdWords, you know, whether you're going to advertise on Yelp, what SEO search engine optimization is all about getting on Yahoo, getting on Bing, getting on Google, you know, developing relationships with local businesses or local organizations. How do you get, you know, a cycling team in? How do you get a business to all come in? All these things that go into opening a studio that we have, you know, really dialed in and we really have in a box that we can hand and say, here, this is exactly what you're going to do. We're going to help you do it. And we're going to help you be as successful as you possibly can. Well said. Did you have that pre-printed? I, I did, actually. I got that on paper. That was the, that was the thing I wrote when I was five minutes late to the call. <laughs> right. That was what I was writing down. <laughs> awesome. Well, Paul Harmeling, full cycle, now with a franchise opportunity. I'm going to be excited to hear what happens at your music, dis- or <laughs> music, <laughs> at your full cycle discovery day, uh, March 23rd and 24th. Me too. And, yeah. And uh, again, indoorcycleinstructor.com forward slash franchise will... Uh, get you the everything you need to know about getting registered for that event and getting additional information. So, Paul, good luck with all this. John, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's uh, I think it's the third time we've talked, and it's always uh, it's always great. I always learn as much from you as I'm sure you do from me, and I uh, I appreciate you having me on. You are very welcome, and uh, I'll look forward to uh, not only your success but the success of dozens and dozens of full cycles scattered around the country very soon. Thank you very much. 